0: I would say that in an effort to remain original in podcasting, you find yourself overthinking each topic. Sometimes you hit a dead on the money because something comes your way that week and it just feels right. Other times you find yourself chasing a rabbit hole for a while until you realize you don't have enough to speak on what you're thinking about. And then sometimes it's absolutely just perfect and it falls in your lap. And so, this week, during book club, I was actually told, (laughs) or I heard someone say, you know, we're the last of the kids that went outside, and it got me to thinking. So, welcome to episode eight, The Bond with the Green Box. Welcome to the Complicated misunderstood podcast podcast i'm your boy co thank you for joining me again Uh, before i start i'd like to say please follow me on instagram and facebook right now it's the only two socials i'm on for this podcast both underneath the title complicatedly misunderstood podcast also um wherever you listen so primarily i would say google apple spotify find me there As far as listening opportunities. Now, today is April 18th, which you should know ever since COVID is the new tax day. And what people are finding out (laughs) is this ain't the year for the win. We're going to talk about this briefly before we jump into the show. But uh, yeah, a lot of people, unfortunately, and I would never laugh at anyone's pain. So don't think I'm doing that. But uh, a lot of individuals are realizing through the tax plan that uh, President number 45 put into play, each year the standard deductible is getting higher. It's harder to write things off. Um, Some people that I know personally are going through transition, so leaving the military where we have a lot of tax breaks um, and – walking back into the normal civilian sector with a normal paying decent paying nice paying job has put them in a in an area of payment this year and i'm just hearing that and so i say to this i'm gonna just be real because y'all know me i keep it transparent man fuck taxes bro (laughs) like real shit like fuck taxes and fuck insurance like i get it i understand right We're conditioned in today's modern society to understand the importance of, let's stick with insurance here, the importance of having insurances, medical, health, uh, car insurance, of course, uh, home insurance, fire insurance, fucking depending on where you live in the country, tornado insurance, flood insurance, just insurance, Jesus. And even with paying your premiums, You still have to pay deductibles. And on top of that, when it's time for them to finally kick in for whatever the need was, you also have to go through this, I'm going to just call it what it is, harassment period (laughs) to ensure that you are able to claim the benefits that you pay for. Now, how does insurance roll into taxes? It's because these two things are unescapable, inescapable, I should say. And it makes people fucking paranoid to the point that they actually contemplate things like, do I even need insurance because I'm paying so much for it? And when it comes to taxes, (laughs) should I pay my taxes? Yes, pay your fucking taxes. But understanding that what taxes are supposed to be paying for, that we're never really getting in return especially when it comes to, like, state taxes and shit. And thank God I don't pay state taxes anymore because those are seemingly worse. But anyway, staying on the subject, like, it's just tax season, and I'm just seeing a lot of people go through stress to the point where people who are military retired and have taken second jobs are thinking, like, well, shit, it might not even be worth it because the taxes eat up whatever I make and put me in bad places. So I am just sending... T's and P's, and we talked about that on this podcast before, thoughts and prayers to everyone during tax season because it's not equal opportunity for everyone. <laughs> and uh, I really need to prepare for this too, honestly, because my entirety, my entire time of being in the military, I have been one of those lucky ones, and I've never had to come out of pocket. But if I plan to take the job that I'm thinking about taking and living a lifestyle that i'm thinking about living oh yeah i'm sure the irs man every april can't wait to see my name um and that's just something that i gotta really start conditioning for especially since that day is much sooner than it is later now so t's and p's to everyone during tax season now this week i would say i have learned that I can put myself in a place of fuck it, just like the book I read, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, to the point where I absolutely scare myself into a frenzy. Let me explain. So I talked about on the last podcast knowing what's within and knowing how you are conditioned when it comes to your happiness and how you need to take accountability in that. In doing that, I've also talked about how I am not excited for the opportunity, air quotes, quotations, that's coming my way. But I think the part that I'm not truly excited about, if I'm just being 1,000% honest, is being in front of people. <clears throat> not that I don't, not that I have an issue speaking or any type of thing, but it's like I don't want to be the central focus or the voice of many. That's just, especially in something in which I have a a priority <clears throat> to all and I'm kind of unsure what that priority is because I'm not just speaking to my own when it when it comes to this new job. Like I'm just not over bio. I'm over my entire squadron. So I gotta know a little bit about each section. And so I say this to say, this week, though it's only Tuesday, but basically since we spoke last week, I've had the opportunity to kind of like free think. Right. Now we talked about on the last show listening to what's inside. That doesn't mean that you have to cut off your mind, <laughs> not saying that at all, but I've been able to free think and find where the rubber meets the road for me. And I have just worked myself up on into the job itself and what it entails, but I also forgot to put the flavor that's me into that recipe. And this week I've started to cook up that recipe. So I'm a little bit excited for what I have the opportunity to do Versus what I'm forced as an opportunity to accept. Don't mean to play on words, but don't push me into something I don't want. That's not an opportunity for me. But I can see the opportunity that I now have when I just insert the person that I am into it. So we're going to see how that goes. Um, More to come on that. (laughs) That could go up in smoke very quick. But uh, right now, I I have found where the rubber meets the road. And I'm not feeling as I did and the last thing before we jump into the bond that is the green box the importance of being honest with the people that you care about had a new meaning for me this week so without going into too many details and airing too much uh, of that situation let's just say that I've been kind of stuck in this weird space Uh, with one of my best friends about a certain situation and I felt like I maybe voiced this thought process to a number of people not including him which was probably the wrong thing to do so with that said a lot of the feelings that I had harbored he didn't understand so sometimes his remarks or his comments or whatever it was would just aggravate me either even further because he didn't understand what I was feeling but that was because I hadn't told him. And so to that <laughs> I had to finally address it. And it was kind of gloves off. I mean, I wasn't disrespectful or any like that, anything like that I don't believe, but I had to be truthful. To the tune of telling him like, you know, I felt like Perhaps maybe the situation is the way it is because of something that you um, did not find important enough to say and or do, right? I'm being very on the surface here. But uh, though we haven't had that back and forth because I'm just going to take it as he heard what I said and maybe he needs time to process, but it felt good to let him know how I felt. To the To the tune that I need to realize, like, you can't sugarcoat how you feel. We're 40 years old, right? So speaking to everyone who's not 40 years old, doesn't really matter the age you are, but I am 40 years old. I don't have time to dance around (laughs) thought processes. Not anymore. But it doesn't mean that everything I have to say is is harmful, harsh, or anything like that. It just means that I need to get directly to it. And that's what I should have did early on, months ago, and perhaps... I wouldn't have let this fester as long as it did. But the fact that he knows how I truly feel, and I kind of shit-sandwiched that by saying, look, I love you despite the scenario, but here's how I feel. And I think that that's important so that he understands that where I'm coming from has nothing to do with how I feel about you. But where I'm coming from is based on how I feel. You treated me, and we don't have those two things aligned. And uh, as best friends and brothers, like, that's something that we should always be, you know, pretty abreast of. And so, moral of that story, not to go on a crazy tangent, is know what you need to say and then contemplate how to say it. But don't let it fester, right? Don't let it fester. Okay, so without further ado, I was talking about the titles of what I was going to call this episode. And initially I had landed on green box confessionals and (laughs) that immediately without thinking I even wrote that down in my little podcast journal and without thinking about it when I actually wrote it you know I was like okay cool let me just jot my notes down let's get to it and then like a day or two later I was like wait a minute that sounds like what (laughs) that sounds like some late night shit like (laughs) Jesus Christ. That sounds, like, that sounds like some, I mean, I'm going to just show my age shit. Red Shoe Diaries and uh, Emmanuel and all that late night, you know, soft porn shit that used to come on back in the day. And I was like, yeah, we're not about to do that. I don't want to give the wrong impression when somebody sees the title. So we went with the bond that is the green box. But like I had mentioned uh, in the in the intro, basically... Uh, connecting with our youth being 80s 90s kids if you had a very healthy childhood where family friends and everybody else were involved your primary (laughs) I guess environment where everything happened was outside literally everything happened outside and now that these kids today are more into the gaming and, you know, of course, you could throw COVID in a couple of years ago so that further kept them inside and kept them from exploring the world, like, I realize how different we are. And I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to take the same journey that I've, that I've went on before, but this is literally about still dealing with happiness, still having some connection and still finding what excites you in life. And so, you know, what I have learned being a father is more so than anything, your surroundings, your environment, the conditions that are those two really define who you become. And so, you know, the, the in-house children, as we, as we call them or whatever else you want to, you know, call them video game kids or whatever, whatever you're, you're calling them in your neck of the woods. They create bonds virtually and they create friends virtually and they also create habits and you know I guess I would I would say bad uh communication skills um because they haven't learned how to truly adapt to people skills no going outside when we were young was absolutely fun but it also made you forcibly adapt to different personalities different character traits so on and so forth and it usually maybe started with a sport or then it became just you know conversation which then developed into relationships and so on and so forth but you had to initially get over a fear of rejection um, you had to maybe come into the situation with a want for being accept accepted Uh, but no matter what, it was always an experience. And honestly, this was further, at least in my life, further explored in the summer because growing up in the summer where I lived in a co-op, so a co-op being um, half townhomes, half apartments, but overall low poverty, so our impoverished neighborhood, low income, so we call it the JEX projects, you know, everybody showed up (laughs) that's where everybody's cousins came that's where everybody who had you know uh you know sisters or brothers from the other side of their parents or whatever that's when they showed up um you name it other friends from out of state would come and and so yes you had your circle but then you had the extension of each circle which was exciting as shit, and I I mean shit, it was hunting season, so being a young boy, 15, 14, 15, 16 years old, yeah, you know the girls in the neighborhood, you know who they are, you know who they like, you know, that type of thing, but then there's nothing like the girl in the neighborhood of the cousin of the girl in the neighborhood, or of the sister of the girl in the neighborhood, and then getting to know them, and then you throw that into the mix of what those other girls are already, and it's just the most (laughs) incredible time to be alive and you know as boys we run around playing basketball wrestling uh some people fighting that ain't really my thing Uh, you name it like just rough housing but the outside was the environment that connected us all unlike the ethernet cord or a strong wi-fi signal and more so It was the bond at the green box that truly connected, folks. Now, you can say that, and this is what's amazing about this. You can say green box, and it's synonymous. Like, I don't care where you grew up, between the 80s and the 90s, suburbs, projects, city, it don't matter. There was a version of some type of high electrical uh, utility box. (laughs) And in in our neighborhood, I wish I knew the number, but there were several. Right. They were there were several like this big square green box. They got hot as fuck in the summer, cold as hell <laughs> in the fall and winter. Um, and it had the craziest warnings on it. High radiation. Don't sit here. Don't stand around it. And yeah, we found it to be the perfect seat, the perfect seat to have the perfect viewpoint for all that was going to happen <laughs> in that very perfect summer day or early winter day or spring day or you name it it didn't matter green boxes is where people went green boxes is where shit went down that's where you ask people to date you that's where you ask people if they liked you that's where people found out people were ready to whoop their ass <laughs> that's where little rap battles happen that's where video game contraband trades happen i'll trade you contra for tech mobile I mean, the green box was fucking everything. When you came out the candy store in my hood, you immediately found a green box, divvied up the shit you liked versus the shit you didn't like, swapped with somebody who had the shit that, that you had that they wanted and vice versa, all that type of shit. Green box transactions. Unfortunately, you would also witness other shit The green box, like drug deals and even worse shit. You know, people fucking you heard what I said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm like uh I'm I'm all off <laughs> gloves off this uh this show. But the green box was a place that connected people. And like I said, in my hood there were several green boxes. And though we didn't have names for them, we had areas to know where to be for them. You know what I mean? So if you were near the court, you know, you knew that one was right by the candy store. <clears throat> if you were on John Jay, which was the other side, primarily there was a green box that was not too far from my boy Dre's house. If you were in the front of the court, there was a green box that was by the homie Candace's house. And there was one that was up there by Tierra's house. And then there was one that was over there by Donnell and Marcus's house. <clears throat> And then if you were in the backpack, there was one by Black's house. And there was one by Snuggle's house. And what I'm what I'm getting at is you would just say that and everybody knew where to be. <laughs> right? And depending on what kind of day it was or what was going on, like certain areas of the hood had certain things popping. Right. Like again, if somebody's having an impromptu party birthday, you name it, celebration anniversary. Everybody's kind of like unofficially invited for those type of situations. You just had to make yourself available and to make yourself available. (laughs) You put a deaf ear at the green box to find out what was going on to then know what time to be back to go get changed and showered and you just randomly walked back that way and oh yeah come on through man like we got this we got that and boom green box told you where to be green box led you to a great afternoon great evening so (laughs) other things would happen at the green box right like uh sometimes your first kiss would happen there you know what i mean sometimes your first second base would happen at a green box and then sometimes the breakup would happen at the green box like (laughs) like bro the green box has so many opportunities to win to fail to fuck around and find out you name it bro like there's so many situations i can give you um the green box was a place that often when you had a girlfriend it was not the place that you wanted to be caught so when you were courting her before she officially became your your girlfriend you know i guess the hood respected that you know they give you a little privacy shoot you a little joke and it is what it is because at this point you're just talking it's the talking stage right like so everybody's just kind of like yeah you know let them be but soon as they become your girlfriend and it's official now the green box is where people come to roast your ass <laughs> like, like they come walking by and they probably cock block cock blocking or hating or whatever because they don't have their you know their girl around at the moment or whatever but they want to like now kind of congregate shoot jabs you know and like it was it was rough man like they had talked about your girl not in a disrespectful way but it was like a way that everybody understood like yo they coming for you so if she was small they'll call her skinny sing songs about her that type of shit um if she was from another neighborhood and wasn't quite hood enough they might try to get you on that like you know calling her corny and goofy and shit like that. Like it was a wild <laughs> It's a wild place to be. You know what I'm saying? The green boxes where I learned how to shoot dice. <laughs> like the green boxes. Like literally we would shoot dice. You call it green dollar, brown dollar. Shoot dice for, you know, real money or shoot dice for food stamps. Um green dice or green dice. Green boxes where, like I said, shit would go down where you're talking about what it is that your life's gonna be right like oh when i grow up man i'm gonna get a fucking you know a whoop-de-whoop car on whoop-de-whoop rims with this type of music and i'm gonna slide through the hood and you know that's where you played uh bingo and shit bingo jackpot if you remember that game like when a cold car came to the hood you know sounding good and looking good like you play like, bingo jackpot that's me like shit like that went down at the green box um And just knowing that the community that you were building and the environment that you grew up in was shared by everyone, and everyone had something to relate to or to call their own in that environment was what made growing up so great. And lo and behold, though those were government property or whoever the fuck, those were our green boxes. How do I know? Because you walk around different parts of the neighborhood and they're tagged. (laughs) They're tagged with, you know, your your sign, your name, your fucking address, whatever the fuck you want to put on there. You would tag the green box. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you knew where to be when kids were younger. You know, so this this wasn't really my experience because I didn't really start coming outside. So I was like 12 at least not in that, in that hood that I grew up in. But like you would see the little kids green box was home base. That's where they play tag. Everybody run back to the green box. You safe. You know what I mean? So just knowing that you can talk to a generation of people who can connect to one thing, no matter where they grew up is the bond. That is the green box. But as I think about these kids in modern day, what is the bond? You know what I'm saying? Like, like kids will sure i mean they got they got to go outside for recess and shit like that i get it but that's during the school day and that's actually to give them a break from just being inside and being stuffy and reading and writing and doing math and all that other shit so going outside though it is a sense of want it's more so a need in my opinion but that doesn't translate to getting to the crib man like we wanted to go outside and play basketball whether you were good or not. We wanted to go outside and play football, whether you were good or not. These kids right now be like, oh, see me on 2K. And sure, that's cool. (laughs) I bet you can't fuck with me on Madden. Okay, that's cool. But nah, man, like we were like, I bet you can't fuck with me in real life. Like what? Like, And again, I know technology, though it is amazing and it has made life easier and more accessible, you name it. At the same token, I feel like it has crippled the youth because they're so reliant upon it. Like everybody's bored when the Wi-Fi ain't Wi-Fiing, or even when it is Wi-Fiing. Like you can only Google search so much, you can only Netflix so much, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. They got all these apps, and and that in a lot of ways do the same shit, which is keep their mind busy, but they're always bored we were kids man it was hard as fuck to be bored outside like there's something to do somebody's creating some new ass game (laughs) like I said you just chasing the the newest girl around the neighborhood uh some challengers have showed up like you I mean we played each other we had these crazy two-on-two tournaments like every summer me and my boy shout out my boy Randy Wells uh me and him Pretty much, we're giving everybody the business, like period. And we could probably argue till we blew in the face with everybody that we played, cause we didn't win every single game. But by far, we we were the dynamic duo. That's what we were called, and it was for a reason. But I digress. But anywho, so maybe a new challenger shows up, right? So now you're it's fun as fuck to finally play somebody different and put your skills to the test against somebody else from another neighborhood or a a cousin of somebody and a friend of somebody or whatever the fuck it might be. and it's like those are the things that i grew up being excited about those are the things that even when i became an adult i realized i would miss you know i questioned the youth right like what part of your childhood are you gonna miss and it's crazy because a lot of them are spoiled right? And they're spoiled because parents have done well for themselves. And more so the things that they're going to miss is getting shit. Because now they're old enough to buy their own shit and they realize, oh, this shit was never cheap or free. (laughs) And it's like, that's sad as shit that, damn, like the shit that you're going to miss from your childhood the most is the fact that everything was free. And if you asked and you had solid grades and you, you know, act or acted accordingly, like, there was no reason for your parents to tell you, no, you couldn't have, you name it. That ain't nothing to miss because you haven't connected to shit. You know, like, we were kids too once where we got toys and new shit for Christmas and yes, that shit would eventually fade. Um, But the difference in that, I think, is because when we actually wanted something, it wasn't on demand. And again, I'm not painting a broad brush. I know that there were people that grew up blessed and... And and we're wealthy or, you know, we're well off or however you want to look at that. Um, And I felt like we had an amazing childhood. My my mom and dad, for all that uh, their jobs didn't give them, they never made it seem as if we couldn't have something. But there was also a spirit to getting something. Like the lead up to getting something was sometimes greater than the gift. Because there's no feeling like knowing this is the thing you've been asking for for six months or more. And now it's in front of you. You know, like my kids rarely have to wait for Christmas. <laughs> and it, and I'm not, you know, trying to gloat or nothing, but I'm just saying like it's habit, right? Like we make good money, we live a good life, and if we have good kids and they ask for something, like why well, am I going to make them wait 8 9 months to Christmas or if their birthday is more than half a year away, why they got to wait till their birthday? But I think that's a conditioning based on maybe something that I experienced and I didn't put two and two together. Though I was super satisfied on Christmas day for something I've wanted for six months or more, would I have been just as satisfied if I asked today and got it tomorrow? Fucking right, but would I have appreciated it like I did once I got it six months later? Probably not, and I think that's where I have seen the difference. Because going back to the green box and this bond, That's what I appreciated. I appreciated that each and every experience was one that I didn't know would affect me in the way that it did. And it would make me have a sense of continuous building of memories. Because each and every day for me was an exploration. Like sometimes these cartoons, Dora the Explorer and all that, though she's like walking in jungles and doing all kind of crazy shit that's really not real. (laughs) That's how it was growing up in the woods. Like, it's like, bro, it's a jungle out here, not in a negative way, but it's just like, you never know what's over the next horizon. You never know what's over that summit. And as you got older, things changed. My neighborhood was so crazy and so complex that when you were younger, you just stayed in the interior where all eyes could see you. But then as you got a little bit older and you were trusted a little bit more by adults, like you started to explore and you could walk through the wooded area and come out and excuse me for what I'm about to say, but come out in the white neighborhood because that's what we called it. <laughs> it's like some new developments, new houses being built and primarily white people live there. And so we would call that we're going to the white neighborhood. And then there was another little escape passage in the back that you can walk through and that was Wingate. And that took you to this other apartment complex. And before you know it, you could take another path through the white neighborhood and be all the way up on German church. And just, I mean, like, It was just like you kept exploring. And so as you, you know, got more comfortable and whatnot, you would ride your bike further and further and further and further. But all this shit started at the green box because you had to build those bonds and make sure the people that you were riding with, though the same may not be said as you grew up, but the people that you were riding with had your back. And during these tender years, like I said, 13, 14, 15, we all had each other's back. We nine ten deep, strong, like a whole basketball team, strong, all on bikes and just mobbing everywhere. It, there was nothing like it. There was literally nothing like it. And nowadays, these these kids can create these same, you know, clans, mobs, groups, guilds, whatever you want to call, it. and they do it on a video game, and they explore the video game world, <laughs> but they with their homies, and so. This is their memories that they're conditioning themselves to fall back on. But it's nothing like the exploration of life that we experienced. And that's what's really sad to me. And I'm going to shout out my boy, because he was the one that said, you know, it was the green box that everybody remembered. And it made him think about being like, literally we're the last of the kids that went outside. Cause they're like right on the cusp. They're a little bit younger than me. Um, And so they're, like, right on the cusp of video games becoming what they are now, where everything was, like, Internet-based. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to show my age. I'm 40 years old. (laughs) But my era of youth video gaming was Nintendo, Super NES, uh, Sega Genesis, Nintendo 64, PlayStation. That's that's my era. And then I say Sega Dreamcast. But Sega Dreamcast, by the time it came around – it was the first one outside of a computer that introduced the Internet, though it was at an absolute decrepit speed. <laughs> like that was the first time you could like go online on a video game, or at least the one that I had. But that was not even something that was intriguing then, because not to say it, and maybe I was living under a rock, but the Internet was like this new thing. And most people who had access to Internet either got it at school or went to the library because it wasn't just in our home and then it started being made popular and we get <laughs> we started getting them AOL disc and prodigy online and all that other shit the shit that you put the cd in download the inf- information connect to the slow ass internet and be trying to do something and like one thing takes you like three hours it's fucking ridiculous yes I know but that's what probably made it not something that we kid gave a shit about because I'm like, well, who want to sit here and stare at a screen? And it, it takes you forever to do anything. So I'd rather still be ripping and running outside, as they called it. And that's another thing. <laughs> the green box became a safe space in the sense of you would get kicked out of your house when you were younger. Literally in the summer, you get kicked the hell out, meaning don't be running in and out all day. So you're going to take everything you need. And this was before people were really thinking about backpacks and shit like that you just left the house with everything you needed so a basketball a jug of water because literally <laughs> you drink the the juice the, the the um you it depends on what part of the country you're in but people will come outside with old sunny d bottles full of water uh tampico which is a fruity a highly fructose bakes drink after you drink all that you come out with a dean's jug <laughs> A milk jug, doesn't matter, but you rinse out the previous contents, fill that shit full of water. And then the green box usually provided some type of shade based on where it was. And so everybody's water jug went behind the green box. And that became a safe space because look, I ain't got to go in the house because I got this. And depending where you are, shit, I mean, just keeping it 100, you might piss behind the green box. Moral of the story, (laughs) the green box served as everything under the sun. And it's one of the most beautiful parts of my youth that I have such a vivid connection with everything that happened in my life centered around the green box. And as I get ready to close this pod out, you know, it just it worries me that these kids today, you know, don't have something like that. We try our best to give them the best childhoods we could, we can but our own fears of the world that is today actually limit our kids as well for what the world could be for them. Like, you know, I'm not saying that our parents were negligent or anything like that, but I think just the access to knowledge So the access to also drama and any type of fucking negative media will keep you in a sense of, oh, shit, ain't no way. And nowadays as parents, that's what we think. Oh, shit, ain't no way. There's no way I'm letting my 8-year-old son ride his bike around a neighborhood unsupervised just like I did when I was 8. There's no way he's going to grab a basketball at 9 and be like hey dad me and my four friends are about to walk over to the basketball court ain't no fucking way even though I did that at 9 10 and it's just the sun still rises <laughs> and sets the moon still comes out lights that are street lights still come on at you know very well um respected hours but it's just the world doesn't provide us the, the mental space to believe that when I say bye to my child at that moment, I'm going to also say, hey, how was your day at the park? Hey, how was your day at the court a few hours later? It just doesn't provide that. And I think that right there also hinders their connection to something. And so we feel safe with the things that we know. I bought them the game. They're inside the house. They have food. They have water. They have their friends that they've made, air quotes. They're having fun. They're all good. And if I call out someone's name, they can hear me and they will respond, yes, dad, what do you need? I'm right here. So maybe two, that is the reason that they don't have those connections. But boy, I will always say this. I am so glad that I grew up when I grew up. And I know some of the things that we talk about now are relics you know i had a friend it was like she tried to introduce her son to nintendo and he just looked at her like what the fuck is this mom? <laughs> <laughs> and the other day i had broke out my nintendo and played it for about an hour and i felt probably better than i felt playing an xbox or a playstation 5 or anything just because there's a nostalgia there and i get it with time things like ps5 and xbox series x will be relics too but my relics I cherish in a different way. And so thinking about my bond with the green box is always a happy place for me to go. And that makes me internally smile. And it's those things, going back to where I started, that can help defeat the negative things. And you know what? I think that as we continue to explore my mind and my complicated viewpoints, I'm going to address certain things that are going to have you feel maybe the same way. And when that happens, let's just give each other a virtual dap. That's all I'm going to ask you. Let's just virtually dap because I have found myself being too negative too often. And again, I'm going to give some love to my book club because reading is something that I've always enjoyed. I'm not going to lie. In parts of my life, I became very lazy and picking up a book and reading a book. Was like a chore, but as I'm forty and beyond, I'm a week out from my birthday. It's like that's what I really want to spend time doing: podcasting, reading, um, and not necessarily just TV and video gaming. Not saying that stuff has phased out, but it's just like I like being connected to something. I like the feel of the paper. You know, what I mean, I like the, the the exploration of my mind. It takes me back to being a kid. All I did in school was read. And then I got out, I got home, went outside and ran amok. (laughs) And so in a lot of ways, yeah, I'm not 40 years old. We're not playing freeze tag at the green box no more. But reading is like my mind exploring again. And I kind of connect those two. So you know what I'm about to say. I say all that to say it's only complicated at its worst. Like how does reading and green boxes go hand in hand? But for me, they are aligned perfectly. But that's what's interesting and amazing about reflection. And so I challenge everyone this week, do some reflection, whether it's about your past, maybe it is the bondage you had with the green box or something else. And think about today and where you are, whether you're a parent or not. Just think about today's youth, you know, and how can we help them be more connected to something than just their video game, accolades and so i'm gonna leave you with that and so until the next one this has been your boy co i appreciate your love keep supporting share that shit shout out adrian Until the next one man thank you for your time i'm out